Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, April 21st, and we're looking forward to a great service tonight. Uh, prayer meeting, Bible study, Teens on Target, Master Clubs, and uh, I hope you uh, just plan to be in church on Wednesday nights. And I know some people uh, with your work schedule, I understand that. Uh, some of our shut-ins, they'd love to be in church anytime, and they're just not able to come. But if you are uh, physically able, I hope that you get to church. And I know there's still some with uh, COVID. You're trying to be cautious or be careful, and I understand that. But uh, I love church, and I hope you do too, and I always, I always uh, leave encouraged. I said last Wednesday in the service, I said that sometimes I come to church on Wednesday nights, maybe I'm worn out or I'm tired, and I remember before I was a pastor, and I'd get to sit in Wednesday night services, and sometimes I'd feel a little bit uh, beat up from the day or whatever, or just exhausted, but I get to church, and I start singing, and I hear the preaching, and I get to be with God's people, and it encourages me. And I'd leave church feeling better than when I came to church. And so I hope you're looking forward to a great service. Let's be much in prayer for the service tonight. We have uh, no birthdays or anniversaries today. That is unusual, but it's just the way it goes for today. And uh, I do thank you so much, though, for tuning in to our Winning Side broadcast. And uh, let us know that you're listening. You can comment or you can like the video, share the video on Facebook. Uh, for those of you on the radio, uh, I appreciate uh, some of you. You'll text in from time to time. Uh, that number is 252-308-4600. And uh, same if you're listening to the podcast. You can text us or call us at that number and let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, looking forward to a great service tonight. I'm looking forward to our uh, Bible study today from the book of Daniel. Before we get to that, I want you to hear another song from the New Mana Youth Choir. I love to hear these folks sing. Uh, the name of this song is Sing It Now. And it talks about some of the old hymns and how if they were good enough back then, they're still good now. And I'm thankful we can still sing those songs. I'm thankful that uh, Amazing Grace has not had to be updated, you know? I mean, it's still amazing. And uh, I think about how great thou art and those songs, uh, they're good songs. And I know there are some other songs that are newer, that are wonderful, they're great. Uh, they honor and glorify the Lord. But I'm thankful for those songs. And I mentioned it at a funeral a week ago. Uh, it's probably now, it's been about a week and a half, a week and a half or so. But I mentioned how that these hymns, it seems like they never get old. And uh, they'll do something for you every time you hear them. So you listen as they sing this song, sing it now. And then uh, after they sing, we'll get into our Bible study from the book of Daniel. Just a child, and I join in on it as well, at least a thousand times. And 
singing Jesus loves me is a precious memory. I remember where just as I am first brought me to my knees. Over here I am surrounded by some things I can't explain. But the truth is still the truth in the moments my heart breaks. And if I could sing it then, I could sing it now. Cause who he was is who he is beyond the shadow of a doubt. I might be standing in this darkness with trouble all around. But if I can sing it then, I can still sing it now. Oh, it's not always easy to join those melodies, but how sweetly they remind me of what I still believe. A voice that's raised from times like these might be the truest praise. Cause I've never been forsaken And that will never change And if I could sing it then I could sing it now Cause who he was is who he is Beyond the shadow of a doubt I might be standing in this darkness With trouble all around But if I Uh, you did grow up on some good songs and if you didn't well guess what you can enjoy them now but uh, I hope if you did grow up on some of that good music I hope you still love it and I hope you never get tired of church and never get tired of preaching and serving God and living for God and I hope you never get tired of, of being a witness and, and giving and serving and, and giving your life to God uh, you'll never regret it I promise you that I said yesterday we were going to get into Daniel 10, and yesterday I kind of, I don't know what I did, but I missed the last verse. Did you, how many of you noticed that? Did you notice I missed the last verse of Daniel chapter 9? I don't know how I did it, but we're talking about the 70 weeks of Daniel, 70 weeks of years, and specifically the 70th, the last 
week of years, which would be seven years. That's the tribulation. And it says in Daniel 9, 27, it says, and he shall confirm the covenant. This is the prince that shall come, the antichrist that shall come. And uh, he will uh, confirm the covenant with many for one week. He'll make a treaty. It'll be a seven-year peace treaty. And it says in the midst of the week, so at the halfway point of that treaty, three and a half years into the tribulation, the Antichrist will cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. We know from Daniel and we know from Revelation that the Antichrist will, will, will claim peace. He'll say, oh, this, this is peace, and it's going to be peaceful for a little while, and he's going to deceive a lot of people. He's going to uh, fool a lot of people with his treaty. But then halfway through, he's going to break his covenant. Uh, he's going to uh, set up himself as God. He's going to uh, worship Satan. He's going to honor uh, Satan, and he's going to uh, uh, turn his back and oppose the God of heaven. And we see that is prophesied in Daniel chapter 9, verse number 27, that he will make a covenant for one week, seven years, one week of years, seven years, and then halfway through, he will break that promise with Israel. And uh, speaking of promises, aren't you glad that uh, the God we serve never breaks a promise? I'm glad for that. The Antichrist, he can't keep a promise and God can't break a promise. And I'm thankful for that. Let's look now at Daniel chapter 10. We had to get that verse in there because that was powerful. Notice Daniel chapter 10 and verse chapter 10, chapter 11, and chapter 12. Really, we treat these as one vision. We've seen the vision in chapter 8, and the vision in chapter 9, and then chapter 10, but now, excuse me, uh, 7, 8, and 9, but now 10 through 12 is really one vision. This vision relates to the nation of Israel in the immediate time when Daniel was writing, but also to the future and to the end times. Um, this vision, especially in chapter 11, this vision... Uh, fulfills, uh, sees so many prophecies fulfilled, it's, it's mind-blowing. That's why we said towards the beginning of this uh, series on Daniel that many times people will try to say that Daniel was written after the fact just because it is so pinpoint accurate. But that's not because of, of being written after the fact. That's because God gave it to Daniel before the fact, and God knows the beginning from the end. But I want you to notice the key to understanding this vision is found in Daniel chapter 10 and verse number 14. It says, Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people, that's Daniel's people, the nation of Israel, what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days." What the angel is saying here is that this vision is not for right here and now. This is for later. And you know, there's some things in life that God gives us that we need right now, but there's some things that God gives us that we're going to need it later. And this was a vision that God said, Daniel, you're going to need this later. And there's a lot of people coming after you that are going to need this vision uh, and this prophecy in the future. Notice, first of all, in the first three verses, uh, let's look at verse number uh, one. It says, it was the third year of Cyrus the king of Persia, that a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar, and the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing, and he had understanding of the vision. Verse number two, in those days, 
I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Now, we're not talking about weeks of years here, but we're talking about literal weeks of seven days. Daniel says, I was weeping for 21 days. Verse number three, I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, here we see that Daniel is praying and he is fasting. I don't believe that it's 21 days of no water, but he does say he didn't eat. Uh, there are certain things that he said I didn't do. He said I didn't even anoint myself, really meaning he didn't bathe. Now, that's not a good idea. I wouldn't go 21 days without a shower. Uh, but Daniel is, is serious, and he is mourning, and he is so broken, and he's calling out to God. You say, well, what was he so burdened about? Well, Daniel was so burdened for his people. Keep in mind that they've come through the Babylonian captivity, and then under the rule of Cyrus, Cyrus allowed the Jews to return uh, to their land. But what was going on in Jerusalem? It was wasteland. It was desolate. The walls had to be rebuilt, and the temple had to be rebuilt, and uh, it was a mess. And Daniel's burdened for his people, and I think we should be burdened for our nation. I think we ought to be burdened for our country. But notice next what he, what he saw in this vision, verse number 4. He says, And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hidekel, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Verse 7, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. The men that were with me, they saw not the vision, but a great... A uh, quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. Now, we see that this vision that Daniel saw, he describes a heavenly being. Now, it's interesting because some of the description is similar to Revelation, where John saw Jesus. Even the, the quaking and the people that were with him, um, they didn't hear the words, but they fled when they felt the shaking of the earth. That's similar to Saul. Um, uh, on the uh, road to Damascus where he was converted, where God spoke to him. So some have said, well, this must have been the Lord that appeared to Daniel. I don't think it was the Lord. Um, we get down later in this uh, chapter and we see that this heavenly being was detained by a demon. Well, first of all, a demon's not going to be able to detain Jesus Christ. And so probably this was a high-ranking angel, um, maybe... Maybe it was um, Gabriel, of course, that was who we saw in Daniel chapter 9. We don't know exactly who this was, but we know it was a heavenly being. And this heavenly being appeared uh, to Daniel. And he says in verse 8, Therefore I was left alone, and I saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Um, Daniel said, I just, I had no strength. I was, I was exhausted well, for one, he'd been fasting for 21 days, and then he sees this heavenly being. And I'll tell you this, when you and I get a glimpse of God or when we uh, hear from heaven, uh, boy, that ought to that affect us. 
uh, it ought to uh, remind us of God's power and God's authority and of God's holiness and, and of our weakness. But we see that Daniel is about to be given some insight into what was happening for those 21 days. Now, I want you to tune in tomorrow. You, got it. you can't miss tomorrow, Thursday, because tomorrow we're going to see what was happening for 21 days while Daniel was praying and while he was fasting. And I promise you this, you will be amazed when you see what was taking place while Daniel was praying. I want to remind you today that God hears our prayers. I want to remind you that God answers our prayers, but I want to remind you that prayer is a powerful thing. And don't give up on God. Keep on praying. And uh, let's stay on the winning side, and let's stay on the winning side by staying on our knees uh, every single day in calling out to God. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll continue here in Daniel chapter 10. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.